Today what I want to do is basically wrap up unintentionally preaching in the last month and of what we've reflected on and conclude that with today's reflection. So a number of weeks back, spoke to you about as Christians we're called to speak the truth in love and that if we do not speak truth with love, then really all we're doing is being accusing of others. Then we reflected on negative self-talk and about how we accuse ourselves of things. And I gave you the quote, if your heart accuses you, I am nevertheless greater than this your heart. And then we had from St. Luke's Gospel, Jesus's blessings and woes, and those who re rejected God were accused of choosing things only for this life and not for eternity. And then last weekend, the gospel was to love your enemies and don't judge so that you don't get judged. And then that continues with today's gospel in the way that we judge others, our neighbor, with the speck in their eye. So today, it's making the distinction between being judgmental and making a judgment. Because every one of you here know we're not supposed to be judgmental. But why? Why is being judgmental so dangerous? Well, to be judgmental, to me, is to be accusatory. It's to bring accusation on another or on a situation, which presumes that we have all of the knowledge. See, when we call Satan, Satan, that name, that title that we give the evil one means the accuser. That's what that name means. Satan means accuser. And the purpose of Satan is to divide. And so to accuse is to bring about division, which is the exact opposite of what God desires. You can go back all the way to Adam and Eve and the way that Satan influenced Adam and Eve. What happens after the fall? God searches out for Adam and he goes, Adam, where are you? Well, I'm, I'm here. Why are you hiding? Well, I thought you were going to be angry. I'm naked. Who told you that you were naked? Well, I just am. It's like, you ate from the tree, didn't you? Eve made me do it. That's the first response after the fall. Accusing, dividing between Adam and Eve and dividing between God and Adam. Accusation brings division. There's a 20th century philosopher that once famously stated, hell is other people. And what he meant by that now wasn't so much just the idea that other people are the problem, but it was the idea that the potential judgment and accusation that is constantly a threat to me that comes from others, that is hell. And how much do we live in that fear of being accused for what we know is our weakness and our sin? That is a taste of hell. Because to accuse is being judgmental, and to accuse brings about division. The reality is, is when we are comfortable in life, doing that is much less of a temptation, right? Comfort brings protection, and so the temptation to be judgmental is much less. But as we heard from Sirach, it's in tribulation what comes out of the person 
speaks to the character of who they are. That it's when we face tribulation, when we face trial, when we face suffering, that's what will bring out the nature of who we are. Do we turn to judgmentalism, to being accusatory of everything that's wrong? This is why it's so dangerous, is because when we are accusatory, when we are judgmental, we're falling in line with the goal of Satan, the great accuser. But you all know that we're not called to be judgmental. Every Christian strives not to be, but we know that in word, in deed, and in thought, we have that temptation. And what I find often when people talk about that struggle, they tend to flip to the extreme opposite. I'm not allowed to make any judgment. That's not the right way either. We have to make judgments. It's part of being human to make judgments. We have to make judgments to walk through this life. So how do we do it as Christians? Well, we turn to God. God who is the judge. And it's interesting when you go to the catechism in the section that describes our judgment, when we face God at the end of our life, what does our judgment look like? Here's how the catechism describes Christian judgment. In the presence of Christ, who is truth itself, the truth of each man's relationship with God will be laid bare. And then in the Gospel of John, John says, and this is the judgment that the light has come into the world. See, God's judgment isn't like Satan, the accuser. Look at what you've done wrong. Look at all of the things that you have failed to do. That's the accuser. God simply lays things bare. God simply brings light to the truth of who we are and lets it come to the surface to stop being hidden by darkness. And so in a real way, we kind of end up accusing ourselves by the choices that we make. It's not a judgment that comes from a finger pointing. It's a judgment that comes from the truth bearing fruit. And what fruit does it bear? Good fruit or bad fruit? See, as Christians, we don't define what is right by pointing out everything that is wrong in the other. We define what is right by showing and proclaiming that truth sets us free. There's a line from one of my favorite musical groups in one of their songs that says, just because I'm wrong, that don't make you right. And I like to flip it around too. Just because I'm right, that don't make you wrong. Because we acknowledge that I don't have the fullness of truth. And so if I don't have the fullness of truth, I am incapable of properly pointing out what is wrong in the situation. Only God is capable of doing that. What we strive to do in making judgments is, I believe this to be true. And I will strive to live that truth to the best of my ability so that I bear good fruit. And by the good fruit, you are judged for the evil that you do. Not by my accusation, but by the way that I live. Let me give you a concrete example. And I turn to this example 
quite often because it's always stuck with me. It was, I think I was a teenager when I saw this. I was watching one of those like cold case file shows on A&E and it was a documentary on the Green River Killer who over more than a decade killed many, many people. And he was finally captured and he was put on trial. And like many times in trials, at the end of his conviction, all of the families who lost loved ones at his hands were able to come forward to the microphone and to say whatever they wanted to say to him before he was sent to jail for life. And so family after family came forward and just spewed vitriol at this man who just perpetrated evil for decades. And all of the hurt that they had and pointed to him rightfully as the one who was the source and cause of that hurt because he brought evil into their lives. And then this one father came forward and he came up to the mic and he said, I can never understand why you did what you did, but my Christian faith teaches me that I'm supposed to forgive my enemy. And so I will spend the rest of my life striving to forgive you. And the murderer broke down in tears at that moment. He stayed stone-faced when family after family came and accused him of all the wrong that he'd done. But it was only when that man stood and spoke truth that he was convicted of the wrong that he had done. I didn't really intentionally string homilies together this past month about accusation, but it was probably the influence of everything that's going on in the world around us because that's all that it feels like everywhere. Whether it's within families, within communities, within a nation, within the world, it's just judgmentalism and accusation one to the other. You are wrong, you are wrong, you are wrong, you are wrong, everywhere. And as Christians, we cannot fall into that trap. That's not who we are. We have to make judgments. But we make judgments based on being rooted and convicted of the truth, who is Christ. Like we said in the psalm today, we strive to be that cedar, that strong tree planted in the house of the Lord, fed by the source of truth. And from that good fruit that we bear, the evil of the world is judged. The evil world is will not be judged by our accusation. Right? Just, just think very simplistically of the relationships in your life or your own life. How often have you made a significant change in your life or someone you love has made a change in their life because I went, somebody went, you're doing this wrong. It almost never changes anything. If it changes something, it's usually a change out of fear and it doesn't last. What comes is when somebody is seeing the error of their ways because of the goodness that they see in other people who are not making those choices. We cannot be accusatory as Christians because it's falling in line with the work of Satan who desires only to divide. We make judgments based on being rooted in the truth and we let the fruit of that truth be the source of judgment for the evil in the world. That's what we have to come back to.
and we will always struggle because it's safer to point out the evil that is out there because it protects me from what I'm uncertain of in myself. But we come back again and again to the Lord. Lord, help me to know and to understand who you are and what you desire of me in this life. Help me be rooted in the truth and to live that truth even in tribulation so that the fruit I bear might bear witness to the world of your truth, your beauty, and your goodness.